Hey, get, hey, we got a we got a lot of time on this. <laughs> All right, okay. All right, welcome listeners. It's uh J and J today with your host JC, and we also got uh co-host Knight. There he is. Uh, this podcast has been something uh, that's been a long time coming, and we finally uh, got everything to where it needs to be somewhat. So here at J&J today, we're going to bring uh, the most, what are we going to, current events, uh, the, the biggest headlines in sports news, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah, the way we kind of discussed it, um, the way we kind of discussed it and and talking about it for the past few years is it's basically just our weekly conversation. You know, we we grew up we grew up as best friends living, you know, right right on the other side of the street from each other. Um, And we don't really have that opportunity now to, you know, walk to each other's house. So what this podcast is going to be for us is kind of just our catch up. You know, we, we kind of talk about current events and what we feel about them. Um, We plan to have guests eventually. Most of them at first are going to be kind of our, you know, friends or family or whatnot. But uh, I think the main point of this podcast is kind of just putting our opinion out there and having our conversation. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, interesting takes that we have on things. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, there's a shit ton of funny stuff. You know? <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it, I feel like it's going to be entertaining in, in that regard. But uh, I guess we'll see and find out. Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to try to implement uh, so many different types of uh, which what would you call it, genres, categories, so that it's not something repetitive. I know a lot of shows or podcasts like to... uh, Stick to one theme. Yeah. And so we're going to try to venture away from that. And, uh, you know, similarities like uh, Joe Rogan experience, uh, how he has his daily take on life and everything is... What we're... Another thing that we're trying to accomplish here is uh, we're we're doing our fact checks, but we're not, you know, we're not the smartest people out there. So we're here to educate and get educated at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. We're open to. I mean, obviously, it's 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 very opinion based. We're not we're not going to come on this you know podcast and and I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, this this is an exact number for uh you know, deaths of the coronavirus, you know, we're, it's, it's going to be more so opinion based just so, uh, because we're not experts and we're not going to claim to be experts of certain topics. Um, but like he, but like, uh, JC was saying, we are going to kind of, kind of be a jack of all trades in terms of the topic. Sometimes it might be sports related. Sometimes it might be entertainment in terms of like movies, TV, uh, TV shows, Sometimes we might even talk fashion. I don't know. Um, we're we're gonna try to stay away from two political topics, at least the at least the the, the really heavy ones. But uh, basically, if we feel like talking about it, that's what we're gonna talk about. So uh, 
that's just kind of that's just kind of how it is. Um, there's not really a filter on this show. We're we're pretty respectable as people, but uh, there's not really a filter. So if if something might offend you, might not be the best thing to listen to. But then again, your uh, your opinions matter too. So you know, if you ever feel like you need to. Uh, we had something to say or something that we had brought up that uh, you don't necessarily agree with it, feel free to let us know because we, we have no problem. Uh, what would you call that? I wouldn't say with feedback. Criticism. We like feedback. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> All right. So what, <clears throat> uh, how often do you think the podcast is going to be? First, uh, I'm hoping that uh, we can start off weekly, get this weekly thing going, just uh, so that we can promote throughout the week, get our listeners ready for what we got to bring for the next episode. And then uh, once we start to accumulate a good amount of listeners and viewers, uh, maybe bump it up to two or maybe even three episodes a week. See how it goes from there. It's like everything is content, you know, content-based and – we're trying to fill every little bit that we can because like I said, being repetitive is, is, is not what our goal is. Right. Right. So that kind of brings us into today's episode, episode one, where it all begins. Uh, that'll probably be the title, uh, patent pending. We'll see. (laughs) Um, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I thought we would, uh, open up with um, kind of the biggest thing in the world right now, and that's the coronavirus. But we're not going to talk about the deaths. We're not going to talk about the numbers. We're not going to talk about China. We're not going to talk about Italy. I was thinking that we'd kind of maybe take a little more positive of a spin on it. And maybe let's talk about the the positives of, you know, quarantining or self-isolation. And maybe what you've seen, what I've seen, and uh, see if see if we can bring some light to a otherwise kind of jury situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, I can say like it's almost sad to say because uh, it's not until times like this that you start to appreciate your family a little bit more, and uh, it's really. It it is kind of tough because people are losing loved ones, <clears throat> and uh, it looks like it's a uh, more towards the uh, older crowd. I would say, like sixties and right. up. And I've, like I said, don't quote me. <laughs> but uh, spending a lot more time with my family, I think, has been a real positive side to this. And I think once and if everything goes back to normal, uh, that I'm not just going to use this time that I've been spending now with my time, like with my family, like it should be something you do all the time. Right. You know what I mean, yeah, because there's those times, yeah, where we regret like the shoulda, woulda, coulda situations that you don't want to put yourself in because right. 
if you know you're there, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't want to get all touchy feely on the first. <laughs> I think all of us are kind of. I think everybody sitting at home is kind of hitting a uh, realization that maybe, maybe that we're going to appreciate a bunch of things that we maybe didn't before, but we're going to appreciate them once they start back up. Like, uh, I can tell you right now, there's a lot of parents out there that are going to appreciate school starting back up (laughs) or, uh, you know, (laughs) I mean, there's even smaller things like, like movie theaters or, uh, I went to get a haircut yesterday and it's closed. So now I'm growing out my hair apparently. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of things that maybe, maybe that we kind of take for granted that that uh, we don't have the, the option to do right now. And that's kind of, that's kind of building up a, a positive spin on it. Um, one thing I had in my notes is there are less people on the road, <laughs> mostly on the road oh, right yeah. now. It's just, it's those essential workers. And uh, yeah, shout, shout out, out to y'all. And then, uh, so I, I kind of like how, the roads are clear. I guess that's that's one positive of the whole quarantining situation. Oh yeah. Um, I was gonna say, you know, uh, I'm not saying working out is for everybody, <laughs> because um, I've seen positive and negative posts about people working out at home. Stop posting your workout videos. <laughs> uh. I would say, you know, stop knocking people. People do what they want to do. And I think working out has been a pretty positive thing because, uh, like, even my girl, we pay for our – or she pays for the gym membership, and, and she hardly goes. But now that the gym's closed, she's like, oh, what am I, you know, paying for right. this for? And it's like, well, you got to you gotta adapt to that, you know. Do what you're doing at the gym and switch it up. Do it at home. So uh, are I wonder are gym memberships going to be reimbursing people for this time lost? I, I I haven't heard anything about that, but it would make sense considering we literally can't go. Oh, I, I honestly think uh, how long has it been? Has it been like two or three weeks already in this? For the gyms two? closed, uh, yeah, it's been about two weeks for for uh, fitness. I centers. think if it exceeds a month. If it doesn't exceed, like, if it takes for it to exceed a month for them to want to do that, then I don't know. I figure I I would think that you know a lot of businesses that do monthly uh, payments would come to some yeah. agreement for for their customers. Yeah, yeah. At least the membership based ones, especially especially things that have been closed like that. That's that's kind of rough. Um, I th- I think I mean yeah. oh go ahead sorry no 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 I was gonna say I I just feel bad because you know that's some people's getaways you... yeah the gym I uh I yeah I don't get the whole hating on on people's workout videos I've been you know whether you see it on Snapchat or on on Facebook or whatever um, or Instagram I don't I don't necessarily understand why people are hating on those you know hating on people putting in the grind you got to respect that you know at the end of the day at the end of the day though you do only see typically the only people you see talking shit on on those people are people who don't work out in general um yeah 
there's a pretty positive vibe coming from almost all gym goers right now where there it, it maybe at one point it was you know kind of the the people who went to the gym all the time or the hardcore weightlifters they would talk down on other people and i think that's kind of toned down to the point now where it's like you know if if you're working out with us you know you, you got our support so i think main yeah. the, the gist of the hate is kind of coming from people who aren't working out at all kind of just i don't know yeah <laughs> them couch potatoes Okay, so what else you got for quarantine pros? What else? Man, oh, okay. Another thing I was uh, I had here is right now is the if you're not an essential worker and you have no no priorities whatsoever, now is the time to focus on yourself, your inner self. You know what I mean? Like besides. Uh, Besides your health, well, uh, not besides your health, because at the at the end of the day, besides money, besides everything, your health is what you have. Right. And that's the that's what you need to adapt to live longer. Yeah, you need these jobs, whatnot. But right now is a good time to focus on yourself. If you're not strengthening yourself physically, you you have your mind to strengthen as well. I know, like, <clears throat> just based off what I see, a lot of... I've tried to run down my screen time on my iPhone. It was at an average... I think it was, like, eight or nine wow. hours a day. Yeah. And when I think about it, like... Yeah, a lot of it maybe uh YouTube and stuff like that. And, like, uh, how... How much of that, like, there's educational stuff on YouTube, and I'm not utilizing that time for that and just filling my my head with just random stuff just to, you know, get the time going by. So, like, that's why I'm saying some things, like, need to change, and, like, working on yourself mentally is, uh, is a really big thing for me. Yeah, I, I think I've noticed... Um... I think I've noticed that people are kind of in a mental, in a mental aspect, they're kind of realizing how much more to life there is other than work. And I know that it, it comes at a bad situation, but I think that's, that's kind of a, you know, a, a really beautiful thing that, uh, that people are kind of finding themselves now that they're not s- smothered by that constant uh, job and, and it's not like they're going to quit that job, but at the same time, they, they kind of see like, Hey, maybe, maybe I need to prioritize, you know, how much time I'm getting off or prioritize how much I work on myself outside of work. Cause we, we kind of fall into this, this grind, honestly, where, you know, it's work, sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep. And we might do stuff in between then, but it, it, you're never at a con you're never at a rest. It's always a constant kind of, I don't know, constant grind, I guess. Like a nonstop. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that it's 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 kind of nice that people are are getting away from that. Now, it's a, it's a shame that they still have to, because of this virus, they have to stress about that and they have to stress about what bills are going to be paid while they're out of work. But at the same time, it, it, it's helping people, I think, at least find themselves. 
One thing I did not fact check, but the last thing that I did see, I'm not big on just reading headlines and being okay with that, especially with trusting these news sources nowadays. Right. I don't know if the stimulus check got approved, but I know everybody's looking forward. To yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tax return 2.0. Uh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, let me just say to anybody listening, please spend wisely. Um, like it, <laughs> it's imperative that you don't go out buying new cars or new shoes or like, like, please spend wisely. <laughs> this, this is yeah. sent out as like I mean, an emergency. You may not be working for a few months type of fun. Yeah, they're saying two weeks. Yeah, they're saying a month. But but we don't know. At the end of the day, this is a virus, and we can't really control the containment of it. So yeah. it can go for three months. It can go for more. So, And you got to think, yeah, somebody does, or somebody, a lot of people aren't entitled to that full-time benefit. Some aren't allowed to, or able to apply for unemployment it's exactly you know what i mean it's a it's a it's a, right now is probably the hardest time i've ever seen since being alive yeah it's 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 pretty crazy um and i i think the craziest part about it is we don't really know where it's gonna go it's kind of unprecedented um all things considered yeah there's been there's been other more maybe death rates and other uh pandemics but um it's it's kind of unprecedented where we're at right now everything's closing the the government's handing out you know surplus checks it's it's i don't know it's kind of crazy we don't know where it's gonna go all i all i wanted to say was just kind of be responsible about it um this isn't this isn't you know this isn't free money that you you should be blowing but I'm sure some people will. And it's always better to be safe than sorry. Alrighty. So, uh, in less serious news, but I guess more serious depending on what kind of person you are, let's jump over to the NFL. Uh, free agency has been going on. Hopefully the draft will go as planned. They just kind of said that the other day that they will still have the draft on the normal day and whatnot, but uh, yeah. free agency has been going on. Obviously the big one, the very big one is Tom Brady to the Bucks. How do you feel about that? Um, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty interesting. Like considering the other teams that were in need of a quarterback with that already have that, that solid, Core. you know, yeah. Uh, front. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I I honestly haven't seen any news of them beefing up that line, so it is a bit concerning. But right. I, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. We don't. I don't know if he's gonna adapt to how the new. Like I'm not gonna say new because you see positions adapting every day in right. the game. Uh, you know. We or I'm not gonna say we've talked about it, but it's been touched on where, you know, linebackers aren't these 300 pound dudes just waiting for a run. You got people that can chase down these these like four four forty receivers and and so I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, it is. How how long of a deal was it? Eddie? Two, Two years? years, sixty million. I want to say, hmm. um, and it's pretty much all guaranteed. Of course, it's oh, it's Tom Brady. Yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, he took the contract. He's been taking he's been taking discounts for years with the Patriots, and he he cashed out this time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when you think about it. And you're an NFL superstar like Tom Brady, and you have all them Super Bowls, and you have all those. Uh, God damn it! What's it called? Accolades. He has the the MVPs. Yeah. But yeah. And uh, even with endorsements, like this man is making mad money. He's he's you know TV appearances, uh, movie cameos. Uh, I mean, this is a big cash day for right. this man. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I. I. I don't know what to how to feel about the Bucks yet. Um, I think they can be good. Obviously, everyone's kind of looking at the shiny new toys at the receiver. They have uh, Godwin and they have Mike Evans. So, um, I think people are kind of looking at that and saying, "Wow, like this team. This team can be really good." But great offenses don't always equate to much, you know. Um, their offensive yeah. line is average. I'm not going to call it bad. Some people call it bad. Some people try to call it good, which is weird because obviously those are two ends of the spectrum. But yeah, and you got to think about they had Winston yeah. back there, Mister Int MVP. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing about Winston, if you watch him play, is he, um, he's very indecisive at times, and even when there's not pressure, he's kind of skittish. So, so it it kind of makes it hard to gauge if the offensive line is actually good or not, because when, when your quarterback True. is scared, regardless, you're like, well, is it because he was under pressure or was, or was it because he was, he just thought the pressure was there. So, so yeah. I, I don't really know how to feel about the offensive line yet. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely disappointed. Uh, me being a chargers fan and you being a Raiders fan, both of us, both of our teams were kind of in contention to land Brady. So, uh, I'm disappointed if he went with the Bucks, but but you gotta love those Florida tax laws. <laughs> they kind of... Yeah, for me, for me, I would have I would have been a little bit bitter because I'm not giving up on Derek Carr. And if he does, if they do decide to move on from Derek Carr after this season, then ship me with him because <laughs> yeah. Derek Carr. I don't know how many. They've switched the system around him, I want to say, three or four times already. Yeah, yeah, he's he's had it rough with coaches for sure. And and Gruden's system is no joke, which people don't understand when it comes to any position being played for that man. Because <clears throat> everyone knows how Coach Gruden is if you've ever watched uh, – what's that uh, – quarterback show yeah uh, quarterback camp there we go yeah and like it takes more than just a quarterback to to get shit going for a team yeah i think he over the past few years has taken a lot of flack for something that maybe he's not completely at fault for um obviously he's had a few mishaps with the with those fumbles at the one yard line touchback type situations that that lost them a couple games but I don't think it's all on him. 
and I, I feel like he takes the the blame just like every other quarterback in the league, but I feel like he takes the blame for other failures. Um, if we're being completely honest, that offense has not been very good in a few years. The last time they had talent yeah. was what Marshawn Lynch, Crabtree and, and Cooper. Um, and we, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. They had some young guys who showed out last year and I'm not, I'm not going to discredit Waller. Um, you know, I'm not going to uh, uh, discredit Renfro. They're solid, and they will be solid here in years to come. But right now, and as of last year, they weren't. They're not exactly stars. So, yeah, I, I I feel like he's catching a lot of flack for something that maybe isn't completely on him. Um, but I mean, it's it's the popular thing, you know. So I don't know. Hate <laughs> on the quarterback for all the other mishaps the the defense can give up 45 points, but guess what? The quarterback didn't score 46. So it's on him, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, well, yeah. is it his fault? Uh, there's a uh, two a- or sorry, three. Aspects yeah, there's three. The yeah, yeah, exactly. Two are relied upon. One is just give or take. <laughs> right. So who do you think will make the biggest impact this year? Hopkins, uh, DeAndre Hopkins on the Cardinals or Stefan Diggs on the Bills? Ooh. Ooh. Can, are the Bills sold on Josh Allen? Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, he, I don't know if they're sold on his passing, but they, they definitely <laughs> like him going forward. Okay. Well, hmm. Consider all right. Watch going back to a lot of Cardinal games that I well, not a lot, which sums it up for me. The Cardinal games that I did get to catch this past uh year, they need help on their line as well. For sure. But they it is gonna be interesting to have D Hop and Larry because now they can't double yeah, team. I think I think that poor offense needs some speed on it. <laughs> they have Hopkins, yeah. who, yeah, he's he's kind of de- he's kind of deceptively fast. He's not he's not forty yard dash time fast, but he he's he's shifty and he's a really good route runner. So that that kind of gives the illusion that he's got a really fast sprint. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald's not winning any full sprints. Um, Christian Kirk, their slot receiver, he's not even really necessarily the fastest in the world. So. Um, I think that team needs some speed. Take take something over the top. At this at this very moment, they have jump ball guys, but they don't have guys who are going to burn you. You know what else I love about the the Cardinals team right now? Well, on paper, is you got probably two of the best possession receivers. Yeah, yeah. In the NFL, you know. Yeah, I would. So I would talking, say the two best hands blood. in the entire, or like the two best set of hands in the entire NFL are are lined up on the ends for the Cardinals. They definitely have some good pass catchers, and it's definitely clutch in like defining moments of the game where where they for sure show out. So it's gonna be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see Arizona this year, and I, I know they're gonna be leading their uh, division. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about them Niners. The Niners is. Uh... I don't know. I think it. I think it can be a, a really good division this year. I don't know if the Cardinals have made enough moves to be on top. Um, I think their offensive line 
still leaves a lot to be desired. And we obviously have a draft coming up, so they might be able to fix that. But right, because I seen uh, Mr. Murray uh, pressured. Yeah, he was. I mean, they. That's how they kind of. That's what they did last year. Was they they sent Kyler out there and uh, they kind of remedied the bad offensive line with having him run around, you know, <laughs> run around trying to trying not to die, basically. So yeah, and that man is so small yeah. compared to the average NFL. Yeah, player. so <laughs> and, I mean, it really comes down to how much they can protect him. And it's crucial for a young quarterback to, to have protection. If you're running for your life, it doesn't matter how good you are. Uh, you're, yeah. you're not going to hold yeah. up. David, David Carr wasn't a bad quarterback when he was drafted, but the Texans made no, like no effort, effort to, to protect him. him and no effort to put weapons around him. And he burnt out. So I think that's crucial. Uh, what other free agency pickups moves even trades kind of intrigues you going forward into this year let's see um you know a lot of them have been surprising and some not like (sighs) the philip rivers one was kind of strange yeah, <laughs> that I was definitely not ready for, because I honestly thought uh, he might have been the potential landing spot for Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah, I kind of, I kind of thought he would be going to Tampa Bay, um, or retiring. Um, me being a Chargers fan, it was kind of, it was kind of known after about week sixteen, week seventeen, that he was probably not returning. Um, but it, but it was yeah. just kind of the, it was just kind of an assumption that, okay, he's probably going to retire then and, uh, kind of came out of nowhere when he didn't. So, yeah, you not, okay. Not that this man hasn't been shining, but I'm glad that he's on a, a playoff potential team in the Eagles, uh, Mr. Darius Slade. Yeah. I know that was a, a, a not a surprising, but a definitely Solid come up for yeah Philly. big pay big play slay, yeah they uh they ended up getting him pretty cheap too considering I'm I'm pretty sure they said something like he's only gonna he's only gonna take like one point five million on cap this year now he's gonna make more than that but in terms of cap hit so now they still have a bunch of money to go sign pretty much whoever they want or re-sign whoever they have um. So the, that was a huge pickup for him. They were also looking at Chris Harris from the Broncos too, and and Chris Harris, I guess, said that he didn't go there because they had a slot uh, slot corner and he wanted to play nickel. So they they could have potentially landed him too had they uh, maybe promised him the right scheme. I guess. I think the Browns. I think the Browns have made a lot of good moves. Obviously, we say that every year. Uh, pretty much yeah. <laughs> every year they, 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 they make a few signings and we're like, wow, they're going to be really good this year. They have a chance. Um, you know, uh, sometimes I, when I feel bad about being a Raiders fan, I think about how hard it is <laughs> for, for those Browns. God yeah. damn. Believe Lynn, yeah. man. They, they need something to believe in for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, they signed Jack Conklin, uh, the the tackle the right tackle from Tennessee and 
Uh, right tackles are very hard to come by in this league. There's about five of them that are actually good. <laughs> it yeah, it, no it feels down. like. Um, and he's one of them. Jack Conklin's pretty good. Uh, they signed Austin Hooper. So now they have two really good young tight ends and David Najoku and Austin Hooper. Uh, they re-signed um, or not re-signed. They signed Carl Joseph from the Raiders. Uh, yeah, that's right. Obviously, KJ 42. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah, obviously he has some uh, some coverage issues, but he's, I mean, he's a thumper. He can, he can lay the boom if he needs to. He just needs to stay healthy and he needs yeah. to maybe keep his eyes up and then coverage. Yeah, I only think they made that move because of Jonathan Abrams. We can't forget, even though he uh, got injured early on in the season, uh, season-ending career injury, or not career injury, but season-ending injury, excuse me. But Jonathan Abrams is the total package when it comes to a safety, I believe. I haven't seen much from him. I've watched his some college tape. And just from what I've seen in the NFL, yeah. that man, he's not only there at the ball, but this man makes plays and he hits. And it's 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 unreal because it, it seems like some old school football when you see him on the Yeah, in the couple games he played last year, he definitely had a he had a Cam Chancellor presence to him where it was like, okay, where the hell is this guy? Because he's he, he has he has thumped like everybody on the field. Um, I, I'm actually pretty sure he got hurt hitting his own teammate on the play, or his teammate hit him. I forgot exactly how the injury happened, but I remember two Raiders collided, and he that was actually what ended his season. Not saying that it, it's his fault or anything. It's a fast game, but. Yeah, he's he's a hitter. He's just got to learn how to maybe protect himself while doing it. Um, staying in the AFC West, I think the Broncos have made a lot of really good moves. Um, oh yeah, they, that's a bit. Yeah, they re-signed Shelby Harris today, beefing up the D tackle spot. They traded for Jarrell Casey from Tennessee for a seventh round pick of all things. Um, they okay. traded with Jacksonville for AJ Boye. Um, and, and I think the big one, at least for, at least in my opinion, the big one is they agreed on a contract with Melvin Gordon. So Melvin Gordon will be there on a, okay. yeah, that's on fine. a two year deal. So, um, they're, they're trying to put talent around, around the young quarterback, uh, Drew Locke. We'll see if, if he's the future or what, but they're definitely trying to put talent around him. Oh yeah. Okay. This is straying away from it a little bit. I mean, it's still football uh, minded. How do you think it feels uh, being a player and then finding out that you're being traded or or being let go? Especially when you're you're an impact player, especially. Like, uh, I mean, we've seen it coming from the Carolina Panthers. Uh, not finding anything in the trade situation with uh, Cam Newton. So, obviously, you know, can't make a deal. Then, all right, let's cut our losses, which arguably may not be the best decision. Hey, uh, I think 
who they signed Teddy Bridgewater, right? Yeah, they signed Teddy Bridgewater okay. and PJ Walker from the uh from the XFL. That's correct. The XFL PJ yep. Walker. That man, I I'd seen it early on because uh, obviously the commentators talking about how some of them are still trying to get back to the right. NFL or into the NFL. So yeah, P- walk, uh, watching PJ Walker, I definitely seen that he was on a, a next level caliber when it comes to. Yeah, yeah, he was dope. Um, I don't know, I don't know that he gets a chance to start, but I think he can definitely solidify that backup role uh, for the Panthers. And um, it's not a bad job to have considering Teddy Bridgewater's injury history. Now, obviously, I don't hope he goes down. I'm I'm glad he came back from that knee injury, that horrific knee injury he had a few years ago. But um, it's you you can't ignore the fact that a player has had injury history. And so you look at their backup quarterback, okay, who might play? And I think P.J. Walker's in a good spot to uh, maybe make maybe make himself a mainstay in this league. Yeah, definitely. But to answer your question, I, I don't know. It, 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 has to, it has to suck for to – if – I mean, you kind of named Cam, so we'll, we'll go off Cam. Um, it's got to suck. I mean, he was drafted in 2011, and he's been the face of the Panthers since that day. And yeah, for this sure. past week, they gave up on him. It, at the end of the day, I mean, you we can we can look at it however you want. You can say, you can question Cam Newton's uh, work ethic. You can question his you know commitment however you want. But at the end of the day, he's still a person, and the team that he was drafted by gave up on him. You know, after nine years, pretty much. So uh, I can I can imagine. And it wasn't even that bad of a night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had an MVP. He took him to the Super Bowl. Uh, whether he dived on, or whether he dove on a fumble or not, he, they they had some good times with him, obviously. Um, but uh, it, it it was a bad breakup. It feels like um, I don't I don't know where he's gonna go. I my team needing a, a quarterback. I wouldn't mind it. I think I I would rather them draft one. But if uh, if they decided to sign Cam, I think I think we would be in a better spot than we are today. Yeah. I know I've seen it a lot more in the NBA where uh, they have like a player's react video to them finding out. And it's like, it blows my mind that, that the team doesn't tell you directly. Yeah. Yeah, It's, I don't, I don't know if that works the same with the NFL. If they, they maybe reach out to the agent and then your agent tells you, all right, I guess it depends on your caliber of if you're a star or not, but when it comes to these star players, uh, it is. All right, I'm not going to use Cam because uh, I'm pretty sure he's seen it coming. Right. Yeah, some some game. get absolutely blindsided though, especially when the trades happen. Sometimes, where I've I've heard I've heard stories of you know guys getting traded and and they didn't they found out on Twitter when you know people were people like tag. Hey, you've been traded, and and then they had to like call. They had to call their team, their their former team, and ask, you know, what the hell. So hit them with that Westbrook. Yeah. So (laughs) I think it's. I think it. I don't know. It's kind of a dirty part of the league. Um, But at the end of the day, it's 
it's business, or at least that's what they say. They're they're still going to be playing, hopefully. So. Okay, so I was thinking, not necessarily free agency, but but people that want out. I've seen a coming coming a little closer to home. A subliminal tweet from Brandon Cooks saying "Free me" on Twitter, and I'm pretty sure that's in regards to being somehow getting out of LA. Hmm. Would he go if I'm not would correct. he go to the <laughs> Niners or would he go to the Raiders or what? What do you think? Would he you know, honestly, I would have I don't know if I would have took Brandon Cooks over Aguilar. You don't. But consider <laughs> Cause I mean I don't know. I mean, so I'm gonna first of all shout out to Brandon Cooks. He's a Stockton native. Yes, sir. Um, Two oh nine, but uh, he's had a lot of concussions, and that's kind of scary. Like at at this point, I'm not necessarily saying he can't be effective on a team. He was pretty good last year, but I'm just saying it's kind of early on. It's kind of scary as like a person, you know, saying like, okay, this dude, this dude has legit been knocked out on the field a few times that we've seen. And that's, you know, so. And it's hard for us because we're, we're football players ourselves. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's pride over anything like concussions. We shake them off and, and act like, you know, it ain't nothing. But in the long run, when you think about longevity, yeah, and your health. Yeah, yeah you're. You, you want to start taking into consideration. Yeah, you can't fix your brain at the end of the day. I mean, you can you can still be yourself with a messed up knee, but if your brain gets messed up, you're you're not the person you are. You know, you're you're something else. So you, you got to protect the brain. I don't know how long. Not necessarily he's got left, but it's at this point it's pretty risky. He's he's had quite a few. Had quite a few concussions where it's kind of scary at this point. Yeah, definitely. So, if we are still touching on free agency, who do you feel got the best deal? The best deal? Uh, yes, the best pickup. I, oh, the best, the absolute best pickup. Um, and it could be from free agency or even a trade. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with this by by saying like which team got better. Like the like from one single pickup, which team got you know the the most upside? Because and let's see. I'm not sure. It's I guess it's kind of hard to to not say Tom Brady, right? I mean, yeah, I'm, yeah, because that's a big turnaround. I, for the what did Bucks. they win last year? Seven games, I think, or they were either seven to nine or six and ten. I want to say, and uh, let me, and and that was with Jameis throwing, you know, thirty ints. So I think that. They had to, yeah. They were seven and nine last year, so I think that 
that they had to have made the biggest step up. I don't know necessarily think that they're going to win the Super Bowl this year, but they're definitely gonna be like that. That's I'm interested to see what the Falcons are gonna do with Gurley. No, <laughs> yes, because now that they have someone. Who was okay? Devontae Freeman, right? Was their previous yeah. running back? I'm not going to say he's not credible because he's done some credible things for the Falcons. But now that they have Todd Gurley, younger, I would say more elusive, opening up that pass game for Julio. I think it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be a three way tie for that first place in the NFC South. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think the Falcons are gonna be very good. I think they. I think they got a good deal with Gurley. Signed him to a one year, six million dollar deal. Um, so I think I think they got him for kind of cheap, and and that's then that's a big plus. But I I just don't. I think that's probably one of the more one of the one of the best divisions in football right now with the Saints obviously being really good definitely um and the, considering I'm sorry oh go ahead I'm just going to say considering what Todd Gurley has accomplished already would you consider this a like a prove it contract um not yeah I would consider it a prove it contract but not for a skill I think obviously everyone knows that Todd Gurley. I mean, he would last year he was the highest paid running back in football, and it was for good reason. The problem is, is his knee yeah. is is, for lack of a better word, it's disintegrating. Um, it's it's getting worse, yeah, and he's yeah. still young, and that's not a good sign when it's you know deteriorating like that. So, I don't know how long he has left to play at at any level, let alone a high level, but. Who's to say this time off, you know, the Rams obviously didn't make the playoffs this year, but who who's to say that this time off, you know, doesn't maybe rejuvenate. Maybe he finds something that, that, that can heal it. I don't know. Um, yeah. it, it's kind of tough to see, but I think that he has a chance. This, this is a prove-it contract. I don't know that he'll ever get another big contract, but if he plays good this year, I can see the Falcons signing him to another, you know, three or four years with, with mediocre money. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So I think that kind of wraps up free agency talk. Um, There was obviously, there's obviously a bunch of other bigger news, but uh, we'll kind of, we'll kind of touch on that in the coming weeks. Obviously the draft's coming up and we'll definitely We'll definitely have a large portion of either next week or the week after's podcast dedicated to the draft. But uh, now let's talk about future segments. So uh, starting next week, we are going to incorporate the drink of the week. What is that? Yeah. So drink of the week, we bring to you, it doesn't matter if it's locally brewed or from across the seas me and my boy Knight here are going to try out some of these drinks, whether it's beer or a mixed drink, something that we both haven't tried. 
and we're gonna both give our take on how we feel about the drink uh we're not necessarily gonna rate it i mean i guess we can't yeah well we can't we can't we can't because you know everybody has we'll give we'll yeah we're not gonna rate them like against each other but obviously we're gonna give our unedited opinions on them. We're not gonna be political about it and say, well, this drink just isn't for me. You know, <laughs> it's it's I mean, obviously it's gonna be our opinions. So we're gonna we're gonna kinda give you, you know, the maybe the price, the availability, we're gonna give you uh maybe what the flavor profile is supposed to be, you know, whether it be like a grain, whether it be like a wheat, whether it be uh if it's like a mixed drink, whether it's you know potato based or what it, we'll, we'll kind of tell you that information obviously we'll try it if it's a mixed drink we'll tell you how to make it and then we will try it and we'll see if if we like it if we don't i'm sure that a lot of them a lot of the ipas i'm not gonna like but maybe <laughs> i'll find one i love so that's that's kind of the point of it just kind of trying something new uh i know both of us are kind of really big on discovery we we like we love finding new stuff so uh that it sounds like a fun idea to me, so that's that's what we're gonna go for. Um, yeah, and the one thing that I definitely appreciate from this whole little segment is that my boy is willing to drink some IPA for <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I did like mine haze. Mine haze is pretty good. Um, Those hazes. Uh, I don't know the specific. Uh, wording for it but the haze uh is universal for most ipas that do that style of beer and it tones it down on the okay. bitterness and it and it makes for that really uh not necessarily sweet but whatever flavor profile that they're going for it it's like true to right. the flavor instead of yeah without all the bitterness but i appreciate the bitterness too so Right. <laughs> For those of you that don't have the acquired taste yet, you'll get there. You just gotta get that palate. Uh, what is that? It. So <laughs> I'm I'm looking Point at it, and their plate, their f- flavor profile on it says that it uh it's a it's loaded with an imaginative array of tropical hop flavors. So. Um, they're going for kind of a more tropical California feeling. Um vibe and i definitely do feel that when i was when when i drink it yeah it it, it doesn't take me to a it doesn't take me directly to a beach but i definitely feel what they're going for um and i and i appreciate that because it's the first ipa i've actually enjoyed so (laughs) in terms of (laughs) in terms of the drink of the week uh segment we do have our own personal bartender um I, i I'm actually just breaking this news to JC right now. We do have our own personal bartender. Um, she has signed on to supply us with any mixed drinks we need, um, kind of the ins and outs. We might go a little less on the alcohol. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I know I know that uh, she, she goes a little hard on 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 the mixes. You know, if it says if it says you know a, a yeah. These, we yeah. If it says these. if it says, <laughs> yeah, if it's two shots of something, then she's probably adding six. But uh, yeah. All right. So what else do you got? 
Well, I also have our top 10 that we're going to be doing here. It's not necessarily... The only thing repetitive about it is the top 10. It's not anything specific. It's going to be random every week. It's going to be something different. And kind of gives you guys a look at our perspective on things. And, you know, maybe you guys can relate or maybe right. not <laughs> and it and it kind of shows like you know me and me and Knight are best friends but we don't know exactly everything about each other so this gives us a chance to uh not only catch up but see what my boy's into and he can see what I'm into and yeah you know see yeah I, I think into. the point of the top tens for us um comes down to the fact that we grew up in the same neighborhood. We grew up with the same friends. Uh, we grew up doing the same thing every day with each other. So because of that, we tend to have very similar opinions on a lot of stuff. Um, and and that's fine. But the, the point of the top tens is to kind of maybe differentiate our opinions a little bit, you know? So what, what, him and I might agree on on a certain thing there's no way we're going to have the same exact top 10 of anything you know that it just doesn't work like that it's a, it's a yeah, little bit exactly. more uh specific and that and that narrows it down but yeah so that's what that's what's going to happen here I, I don't know if the top 10s are going to be every week yet we don't really know yet it will be next week for sure and we want to do every week or every other week on those but one the last segment uh kind of a more chill segment even though it, i don't think it's going to be chill today um just because it's kind of a yeah. seri- more serious topic but uh, the last segment that we're doing are is what are you watching what are you currently watching and we'll ask our guests this if we have them on um but right now we'll ask each other so what what are you watching um right now you know there's there's tv i can choose from there's netflix i can choose from the only thing right now catching my eye or that has already caught my eye has been the chris benoit documentary okay uh dark side of the ring brought to you by Uh, vice I know that it's Vice YouTube, and they have they have their own channel, but not everybody has the Vice channel. So if you cannot find or if you do not have the Vice channel, I highly recommend watching the uh, Vice, uh, going to Vice YouTube channel and watching this documentary. Shout out Vice! <laughs> yeah, um, this one uh, it's a really good show considering you know that's our era, man. Uh, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero. Right. Um, I think that uh, it's kind of long overdue, but considering uh, our age and when it everything did happen, you you couldn't even imagine that kind of thing as a kid, especially when it's someone that you watch periodically weekly yeah you know like of course there's wrestlers they have their personas and even at a young age we knew you know that's not really them 
they don't go home and be that person. They're yeah. Like, yeah, you're referring to the bad guys. The um, for for those who don't know yeah, or who, yeah. who've never really watched wrestling, good guys are called faces and bad guys are called heels. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean they are actually bad, but or even or doesn't necessarily mean they're actually good either. Obviously, it's it's a character just as uh, just as um, someone in a movie would be. So. Um, Try not to if 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 you really hate them if you hate them in real life then they're doing their job, um, exactly. <laughs> but what he was what JC was kind of um, alluding to was that they they're they're people outside of their their personas, um, and I I think we forget that. And in two thousand five and definitely in two thousand seven we were definitely we were reminded of that. Um, I, I wanted to backtrack a little bit and talk about Eddie Guerrero's death in this, yeah. and it was kind of alluded to, obviously in the in the documentary. It's a big, it's a big part of the whole situation. But let's backtrack real quick, and I'll kind of just give a brief overview of what happened. So, Chris Benoit is a or was a professional wrestler. Um, worked for the WWE, worked for WCW, worked for New New Japan. Um, and in 2000, I don't know the exact date, it's 2007, but, um, he killed his wife and he killed his son and then he committed suicide. Um, and it was, it was a huge deal. Yeah. He, he, it was, it happened on June 24th, 2007. So it was a huge deal. Um, initially initially everyone kind of thought like the day it happened everyone kind of thought there it was a break-in and uh and uh, it was a home invasion and somebody you know killed his wife his kid and then killed killed him and then once the details kind of emerged then it was um it was released that that he did it uh chris benoit did it um and as soon as that came out, I think the media kind of turned it into a, a roid rage situation where they said, you know, he was he was roided out of his mind and and he snapped just like anybody on steroids would do. And then that is not the case. And I think that that that's what the uh, documentary kind of illustrates, at least in the first episode, that like, look, we we got to quit calling it roid rage, you know? Um, I, I think, I think America especially has this bad, this bad habit of being very understanding about mental illness until mental yeah. illness shows its ugly head. And then everyone turns their back on mental illness. And exactly. And that goes, and that goes again to saying uh, how people that don't watch wrestling don't realize that these are people outside yeah. of their character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think, I think would, without any judgment, I mean, obviously what he did was unforgivable and I'm not saying that, you know what, we need to forgive that, but I just want to point out that it's, it's very hypocritical to support people with mental illness, but then chastise him because he had a mental break, you know, um, I think, yeah. I think we need to acknowledge at the very least that, yeah, he was not himself and the Chris Benoit everyone knew and loved was not the one that killed his family. Um, 
I, that's just, I don't know. That's, that's a, that's a point you got to, I feel like I had to get out there, but I wanted yeah. to talk about Eddie Guerrero and, and kind of how, what he did for us. So at least for me, um, back when, back when he died in 2005, um, and he died from heart failure, not steroids or overdose. Like a lot of people try to say died from heart failure. Um, when he died in 2005, it hit me like a truck. I remember watching, I remember watching Raw that night, bawling my eyes out as they played Three Doors Down Here Without You, and um, I remember bawling my eyes out, like feeling pain that I had never really felt before. Like I, I had never experienced this. It was like I, like if you would ask me, I lost a like an uncle or a brother or something that day. And I think it, I think it kind of comes down to the fact that, you know, I had never really lost anybody in my life when he died, I was nine years old and I don't think I've, I experienced death before that. So that was kind of my, even though I didn't know him personally, it was kind of like, wow, like this is death. Like this is what it is. It happened to someone I care deeply about, whether it be, you know, real life or just in admiration over the, over on TV it was because be yeah. I'm sorry. I don't no, go ahead. Go. Off, but it's like when it when it comes to watching wrestling, it's it's a a reoccurring thing, and it it once a week, and it you it's almost like <clears throat> you see that person more than you see a certain family member, mm-hmm. and so I think that's what <clears throat> gave our attachment to it, aside from being just wrestling fans. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the documentary is definitely powerful, and it and this past week because I I also watched the first episode, um, in preparation for this podcast, um, and that it, it definitely brought me brought me back to that time where, you know, that his Eddie Guerrero's death hit hit like a like a fucking truck if <laughs> to first. And, and, and Chris Benoit did as well. Obviously, obviously once the details came out, um, you face value at face value when you see that, okay, yeah, he killed his family. Like you, 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 you kind of shy away from trying to show sympathy, but at the same time, the dude's brain was like mashed potatoes. Like it was, he, you know, I don't know, two guys you grew up watching and they're both gone and you're just like, wow. It's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of rough. Especially when they're high-impact people in the business. Yeah. They're not just, I'm, I'm, this is not to discredit any wrestler whatsoever, but when it comes to, man, I, I don't even know how to, like, separate the two without, trying to sound like I'm disrespecting wrestlers but just when you have that impact as a wrestler and and true wrestlers and wrestling fans will know what I'm talking about yeah he he had they I mean they both did they both had a they both had it like they both were like complete packages they were both they both can connect to people you know, you watched you watched both Eddie and Chris Benoit throughout their entire the entirety of their career, and you can see yourself in them. And not everybody and not every wrestler can connect to people like that. Or yeah, 
to connect to, you know, the fans yeah. like that. And, and that was huge. And, and it comes into play that, you know, they were best friends. They were, they were like absolute best friends and they both died within, you know, a year and a half of each other. And if, if you ask me one caused the other, you know, so yeah. it's, it's definitely a sad, tragic story. Um, but it's one that whether you're a wrestling fan or not is very interesting. Um, I would, I would say keep an open mind um, and don't watch it. If you're going to go into it saying like, yeah, wrestling's fake, you know, but it's, it's definitely an interesting story that I would, I would give a watch to, uh, or I would recommend giving a watch to anybody who is interested in any documentary. It's, it's definitely a good one. Yeah, definitely. Um, I could say the one part of it, that like really really got me was uh when when uh Eddie popped up in the ring after Chris Benoit had won the triple threat mm-hmm. between him Sean and Triple H WrestleMania 20 right yeah. yep that's definitely like a tearjerker right there because i i feel like you know that was just yesterday like watching that made me feel like i was in the crowd when that happened yeah and just just knowing their backstory from how their story well it was all right it wasn't even necessarily a storyline but they were set up to have a feud and they legit did not like each other mm-hmm. based upon the different styles that they had and and when you have to wrestle someone with a different style you know you're either gonna have to change up your game or they're changing up theirs and uh, so it took a while and this is all explained in the documentary that you know they didn't necessarily see eye to eye until till after a while yeah and then they became tag team partners yeah they 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 talk about how at first they hated each other um couldn't stand yeah, each other. and and <laughs> by both of, the, of them being great at their craft in different ways, but at the at the same time in the same way that they were great, by both of them being great at their craft, they grew to be literally best friends. And um, and Chris Benoit, which uh, is kind of described by everybody who's ever known him as kind of a recluse, he didn't talk to people very much. He definitely didn't open up to people. Um, not even necessarily his wife, um, but he opened up to Eddie. And when Eddie died, I think that kind of set him on a crash course for hell. You know, at the end of the day, he, I don't know, he, uh, that was rough and he never recovered from, from Eddie's death. Yeah. Cause when you look at the time frame, in all honesty, when you have someone that you care about like that, it, that's not enough time to like grieve because it yeah. takes years and, and years. Yeah. And, <clears throat> and, and he never really had the chance to heal. Um, and they kind of allude to it obviously in the documentary, but he never had the chance to heal because every night he was working, he was still working and he was going to arenas that him and Eddie had worked at. And every night he would, you know, he would, the, uh, he'd, Eddie Guerrero's nephew, Chavo Guerrero, kind of explained it that every night he would be tearing up talking about his, you know, him and him and Eddie used to 
used to fight here or they had a huge match here or, you know, this and that. So he never, he never left the environment that was hurting him. And I think that was ultimately his downfall was he, uh, he was never given, he never gave himself, but he was also never given the chance to heal. Yeah. And considering that and who's to say he didn't have problems at home on top of him having it's not even potential now but obviously having CTE yeah. but without knowing it, without knowing it then you know yeah. it being so severe it was almost inevitable like you it it was without you got to be a like real outsider to see that cuz as us being wrestling fans not noticing it and then having it brought to light After. especially with that um yeah cuz uh you had brought it up uh if i had seen that youtube video of uh how aggressive he started to be uh after Eddie's passing yeah. and yeah for those who even, don't know what he's talking about there's a there's a youtube video that a guy uh, goes uh, a guy who a wrestling fan. He goes through all of Chris Benoit's last matches before he before of the, the the day that he kills his wife and son and then himself. Um, he goes through those matches just to see if you can see any signs of you know what what this guy's about to do because everyone's saying that whether it's a roid rage attack or whether it's whatever, you know you always look for signs before. And there are very clear signs. Um, he was he was a very gifted wrestler, and during this time, he was doing very limited stuff. Like he was he was very limited to what he was doing. It, it looked as if maybe he was like on Routine. a t- like on a tick where he just kept doing the same thing yeah. over and over and over. Um, he was really aggressive about it uh, to the point where where they were kind of like almost almost getting fist fights and stuff. So. It was a, uh, yeah. It was. It was definitely you could. It was. It was like the signs were there. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Nobody saw them, but I mean, nobody would would really ever guess that something like that would happen. So. Ah oh, man. So crazy. Yeah, yeah. That definitely that definitely brings us back. Well, to lighten the mood a little bit before we wrap things up, um, I guess I'll tell you what I've been watching. Um, I've been watching qu- quite a few movies. I have this bad habit of going on Amazon Prime and then just renting something. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, recently I actually watched uh, Bad Boys for Life, and that was probably my favorite movie I've watched recently. Um, That's the new Bad Boys, yep. right? Yeah. Still haven't got the chance to see yeah, it's pretty <laughs> badass. I won't give any details on it, but it's pretty dope. Okay. Good old Mike Lowry. You know what I just watched last night that I'm pretty sure you may have? What? Have you seen A Quiet Place? Yeah, I watched it uh, a couple years ago. You know what that made me realize? What? This man, Jim, has hella kids. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel? Jim Halpert. Obviously, it's a little off topic, but how do you feel about uh, uh, Jim Halpert playing um, 
Mr. Fantastic. He he's he's been trying. I heard. Yeah, he's been trying to get to be that. a part of the uh, Fantastic Four reboot with a uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, to be honest, uh, until last night, I I had told myself that when I had first seen the trailer for that movie that I would not take it serious because of who I know him as. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after watching the movie, um, I could definitely see him in uh, more uh, serious roles. So, yeah. Have you seen? Uh... I mean, not to say that uh, Fantastic is going to be serious, but uh, I could uh, potentially see it working out. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan? The show. I think it's on Amazon. Might be on. No, it might I be haven't. on Hulu, but. Uh... He he's the main character in that, and he he plays he plays Jack Ryan in that, and uh, it's 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 a more serious role. Obviously, it's it's kind of like a you know spy type of uh, a, okay, agent okay, thriller yeah, type yeah. thing, and uh, yeah, he's pretty badass in that too. So I think he can pull it off. I think though, Mister Fantastic obviously is a uh, um like a jo- or a, a genius. Um, He's not necessarily the funniest person, you know. He's kind of, kind of a more serious genius kind of character. So um, I think he can pull it off. I I I, yeah. I think that if they do have cast him as it, they'll probably make him a little more funny than maybe the character actually is. But that's okay. Marvel Marvel's can really I... good at making every character somewhat funny. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, if we can be real about. Quiet Place, <laughs> considering the second one is, was set to release, I believe I believe it was supposed to release this week, honest I am not gonna lie, let me fact check that because let me see oh it was supposed to release on March 8th Mm. And it did not. I'm seeing here. I'm seeing here that the poster says March 20th, but March 20th. Okay, maybe that was like the um the wrap up, like the uh the finale, like when they got yeah to watch the it. premiere. premiere that's right. Too. How did I not think of that word? Okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, it it, it so does we... say here that the release date the re- the release date is March eighth, but then the poster says March twentieth. So I'm I'll, I'd go with March eighth because it's in writing. All right. Well, if it were to be set to have come out last week, it did not due to pandemic. But I want to say part two. This. I feel like the movie would have been a lot better if they would have just gave up the mom. Yeah. <laughs> because given the situation, why are you going to live with a baby that whole time and then have to adapt to covering up that sound? Yeah. Uh, now I'm interested. Like, I guess that is why the way it ended the way it ended to leave me in awe in how this part two is going to be because i am definitely curious yeah i've never i've never understood the whole having a baby in a in a uh apocalypse type situation you know <laughs> it, it happens all the time in like in in almost all media you know whether it was walking dead or <laughs> you know whatever i'm like no <laughs> That's such a bad idea. Don't do it. <laughs> Babies. Well, you know the uh, 
the upside to all of it, uh, Jim Halpert won't get charged for child support now <laughs> that he's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's a plus and all. That. <laughs> Jesus, three? No, okay. There was technically four kids in this movie. I didn't realize the kid was going to be taken so early on. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, that was rough. Spoiler alert for those who haven't watched it, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, I shouldn't have. He didn't say who or anything, so. <laughs> Just no. Somebody. Somebody died. But, yeah. And then doesn't he have two kids with Pam? Um, or is it just one? Just CC? I'm not sure. Because if there was a second one, I would remember it. As much as I watch The Office, I can't remember, and uh, that's sad. <laughs> Either way, Jim Halpert, child support free. Uh, he's corona free in these times. Uh, <laughs> corona free. Set in place. Let's talk about how stupid um, people are, real quick, with the whole, yeah, with yeah, the whole, because, the fact right. that corona, the corona beer, uh, their stocks have dropped like exponentially from <laughs> this virus. Like, are you kidding me, people? Like, and so <sighs> with your stimulus check, go invest in some yeah. stocks. <laughs> go and get actually go to the store and buy at least a, a 12 pack <laughs> of Corona for all the dumbasses out there who connect those two and think, oh, I can't drink that beer anymore because I might get a virus. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Please. Because there's so many enough out there that there just shouldn't be any more. Yeah. Well, I think it is about time to wrap up. We are at the one hour and 15 minute mark or so uh, after all the cuts that we have to do for those who mm-hmm. think we're perfect. We're not. We're just damn near fucking perfect. Um. Anyways, that is a wrap to the first episode, and it will be titled. I have decided, um, in in this in this hour, that it will be decided where it began. So, yeah. Anyways, we'll we will see you next week. I am one of your hosts, Knight, and um, your other host, JC. And this has been JJ today. Thank you. Thank you. Come again.